What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Dr. Script Show, where we talk about your favorite movies, what was good about them, what was bad about them, and how to improve them. We don't just talk about the problems, we also give solutions. And my guest today is Dr. Sam. Thanks for bringing me on. I'm, I'm really great to be here. Uh, check out my new show. It's similar to Dr. Oz. Uh, <laughs> be oh, every day analyzing all the problems with your body. Exactly. Like I said, you, you got your PH, PhD by doing this podcast. Exactly. So, so uh, what, what special treat is on the menu for today? Oh, we, we have a prestige movie or short that we are talking about today. It's in really up there at uh, one uh, best animated program and individual achievement in animated programming in 1982. This classic is, of course, The Grinch, Grinch's The Cat in the Hat. That's right. The crossover event you've been waiting for. Mo Infinity Wars has nothing on this compared exactly. to, you know, The Cat in the Hat and The Grinch. Just get ready for the next one where Horton sits on the Lorax. <laughs> uh, so... Taylor, what is the Grinch Grinch's the cat in the hat? It is something, to say the very least. Like, um, this honestly could have been just an excuse for Dr. Seuss to take some LSD and just make money off of it. Also, we weren't joking about the Emmys thing. That actually, they won two Emmys for this. Yes, and it wasn't just like children's program or like, you know, in like single thing in animation. Like, they, they considered the singular short to be the best animated program of the entire year uh, from, I guess, fall of 82 to uh, spring of 83 or something like that. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real feat, and someone thought that this deserved an award. Multiple people thought this deserved an award. Yes, enough people voted on this to be an award-winning program. And, uh, you know, Taylor, do you, do you agree with this sentiment? No. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, I concur that this uh, show, probably compared to most cartoons or animated programs in the 80s, might not be as deserving as uh, some of them to win the Emmy for Best Animated Program. Yeah, that, uh, man, I, I wish I was in the industry when this was considered the best work they had available, because, man, we, we could have a house full of Emmys. <laughs> oh my god, why don't we have a house full of Emmys at this point? We could have done anything like this, but... We'll get the podcasting Emmys, you know. That's what. That's right. where the real glory is. Because the Emmys really want to have podcasts as part of their... They already have a million categories. Like, I was just looking at the ballot the other day. It's just, oh, there's too much. Too much, man. All right, should we talk about the summary of I, this movie? I guess or we should short? summarize it as best we can. It's, it's, a, it's a little hard to tell what this... What happens... It is something to behold. It is written by the great Dr. Seuss. And it was specifically written by him, not based on a book or anything. He, like, wrote the scripts for this to be aired, put yes. on TV. He was like, this This is my grand magna potus. I mean, maybe. Or ABC yeah. was just like, hey, do you want to make a couple million dollars? Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I guess it, it begins with the birds are singing. The birds are singing. And a chirpy Grinch wakes up, and he's in a good mood. He gets up. His dog Max is happy that he's in a good mood. He's taking a shower, which it's weird to see the Grinch take a shower because I feel like he's known for being, like, muggy and, like, gross-smelling yeah. and seeing. And he's having a great day. 
until he looks at himself in the mirror. Which is, I'm always having a great day until I look at myself in the mirror, too. But the Grinch... <laughs> That's the Grinch, more of a self-esteem <laughs> thing. <laughs> but the Grinch takes it to a whole different level. The Grinch in the mirror starts talking to him. And he's yeah. basically saying, you're too happy. You must recite the Grinch's Grinch code or yeah, something along that. He says some Grinch code where you're supposed to be mean and be awful to people on a on a good day and so the Grinch gets in his car because the Grinch knows how to drive. Yes. And, and it's it, like a weird like purple carrot basically. I, I shouldn't critique the designs on Dr. Seuss. I know but how, how, how kid friendly are we being for this podcast? Uh, as usual as we usually are I guess. Okay cool so yeah. not, not at all. Yeah. So it's a pretty phallic looking <laughs> little car. Just a little bit. It's a little longer than you want a car to be. <laughs> Uh, and that also goes the same for the Cat in the Hat's car as well. Yes. Uh, after he gets in, the Grinch gets in his car, we, we cut across town mm-hmm. to the uh, dwelling of the Cat in the Hat. And boy, is he in a great mood. He is a happy, happy boy. Yes, and he's setting himself up to go on a nice picnic by himself, which, great for you, man. He drives up onto this little hill, gets all his picnic stuff out, goes up to the hill, leaving his car in the middle of the road, and just sets up a picnic and starts eating. Yep, he's... And then that's exactly when the Grinch passes by... Well, doesn't pass by. He pulls up behind the Cat in the Hat's parked car in the middle of the road, and the Grinch is mad, and we're supposed to, you know, not be on his side because he's a, he's, a gr- he's a Grinch, but I'm kind of on his side. Yeah, the Cat in the Hat left his car in the <laughs> middle of the road to eat a picnic for who knows how long. He had a lot of food on that blanket. Yeah, he did. There was a lot going on there. And then the Grinch gets out of his car and, like, goes up and talks to the Cat in the Hat. It's like, what are you doing? I need to get past here. And the Cat in the Hat's like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. And then the the Cat, instead of, you know, moving his car, decides to pack up his whole picnic that he just set up. And he's picking everything up, putting it into the basket. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I haven't caught caught your name. So I'm so sorry, Mr. Greenface. He and calls then, him a green face. Yes. Which, and then the Grinch is like, wah, wah, wah. you called me like a green face. And yeah, that's a little racist. A little bit. Like, so like after, after that hate crime, <laughs> there's no, the, wait, there's no, you can't go up to someone in like, you know, day to day and be like, oh, I don't know your face. I don't know your name. Yellow face. Like, nope, <laughs> you can't do that. Like after that happens, the cat in the hat just gets in his car and starts driving away. And then, and then he's surprised when the Grinch is, like, road raging him, <laughs> like, from behind. He literally is just, like, pounding into the back of him. And the cat's like, whoa, what did I do? And I'm just saying, again, these are two phallic-looking cars. Like, they're <laughs> pounding into the back of each other. Uh, and so they're driving around. The cat and hat's trying to escape. And at some point, he gets back to his, to his home and sneaks in his gate. And the Grinch drives past him. <laughs> and uh, so that happens. The cat in the hat goes back into his house. And the Grinch, uh, he holds his grudge. That he does. And he just starts trolling the cat in the hat. But not just like trolling like, you know, internet comments or like being mean to him. He invents a device that when you make noise, he can jumble the sounds that you hear so that you're not actually making the sounds that you think you're you're saying it turns into it can make you moo like a cow or like the instruments that you're playing will sound off and then he also invents a device like a blackout device like you can't see anything like he shines the like the the anti-light into your home 
and it's just dark. Oh, I thought he just was blocking out the cat in the hat, you know? The cat was just, like, messed up. <laughs> the cat in the hat's just on, on the same drugs Dr. Seuss was on when he was making this. And yeah, he, he does that, and I mean, I guess from there, the, the Grinch, like, sings a song about how, like, he, he can do whatever he wants in this world because he's got the devices and he's got the machines. He'll control you and ruin your entire life. And the, the cat in the hat tries to run away from this. And every time the cat in the hat runs to a new place, it disrupts the birds and the trees, and he goes to a restaurant. And Wait, I want to talk about this little rant that the cat goes on about the Grinch. He's just, like, so peeved that the Grinch is doing this to him that he calls him a psychopath at one time. Does he actually? Yeah, he does. He's like, this freaking psychopath. And I was like, oh, that's so weird to see the cat say that. The cat. <laughs> Don't rhyme like that, you, you Dr. Seuss. <laughs> But another thing is the cat sort of drops that he's a therapist also. <laughs> oh, yeah, because then, like, in, like, rhyme, he says, I'm going to therapize this Grinch, which therapize is not a word, but that's okay. Well, I'm fine with if Dr. Seuss does that once or twice, but he does that a lot in this, where, like, he makes words up that already rhyme. Like, I want to say he actually does do something where it's, like, cat and hat, or cat and that, but he changes it to, like, mat. It's, it's, he it's, does he, something weird. It's, and, it's something that if you left it normal, it would still be funny and still work. But he makes it weird for like no real reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I forget how like it goes from there. Like with the because there's the blackout light, and then there's the noise modifier and the Grinch. Like oh yeah, I forgot the Grinch also does like hide in his closet and pop out with the noise yeah. machine. And he's like hello. I don't know how the Grinch knew where he lived, but okay, yeah, exactly. He just breaks into the Cat in the Hat's house and then that's where he shows him the whole device and he's like yes i'm gonna ruin your life and so then the cat ends up going into a restaurant and everything that the cat is eating or like seeing and hearing the grinch changes up and i i thought this would have been fun if the script had actually done this what if it was just like eggs and ham and then they change it to green eggs and ham like and the cat in the hat is like i will not eat this yeah exactly and then you could that could be funny yeah uh, Uh, just a missed opportunity that's okay uh, but yeah, and then the basically the the Grinch just ruins everyone's lives in that restaurant. Like he changes the there's a band playing and he messes with them and they're trying to take orders. And then uh, the Cat in the Hat. Like then there's this weird like trippy section where like there's a bunch of like lights that the the Cat in the Hat like disappears and reappears. And he's like, what could I do? How could I convince this Grinch to not be so Grinchy? Uh, and then he enlists the help of some people at the restaurant. And they go to the Grinch's house, and they sing a song to him, pleading to not to not be so Grinchy. Right. But the way they finally get to the Grinch's heart is they start talking about the Grinch's mom. And just to establish, the only instance of the Grinch's mother we've seen at this point <laughs> is in half a second when we do like a there's like a when he sits down at the table to look at himself in the mirror, uh, in the in the very first scene. The, the Grinch has a picture of his mother on the stand, which doesn't really mean anything. That could just be a throwaway joke. Like, you don't know in that moment that he actually cares about his mother. Right. Like, that's just a picture of his mom on his, on his stand. That's just what it is. And so then after they, they sing to him and tell him, what would your mother think? He's crying. <laughs> and in the pool of tears, his reflection shows his mother. <laughs> and she basically just says, like, it's going to be all right, honey. Like... You, I don't even remember what she says. It's just like, everything's going to be fine. 
And then the Grinch forgives the cat in the hat? I guess. Or not doesn't even forgive, just like... Decides to be like a more uppity person. Yeah, they're they're like cool now. And the Grinch, like his reflection tries to entice him and he decides not to go along with it. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, Grinch actually might need a therapist like the cat. <laughs> the Grinch needs a lot of help. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I think that's it for the, the whole short. Pretty much. Just a little nitpick. The cat never actually figures out what the Grinch's name is. Nope. So, like... Well, he does he, say the Grinch, like, at some point. But he never... The Grinch never actually introduced himself. Yeah. It could have been just... Could you imagine if he's like, Uh, feel better, Mr. Green Face. <laughs> Uh, well, that's, uh, that's, that, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the moral of the lesson of this short? You know, not everything always has to have a moral, but, but when Dr. Seuss typically makes stuff, you're going, you're going for the moral. I guess the moral of the story is your mom will always <laughs> help you. Sure. I sure. guess. Uh, what, what do you think the moral is? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, uh, since there's nothing uh, left here, do you want to cut open this, this cat body? Yeah. Oh, sheesh. Sorry. Let's, um, <laughs> <sighs> uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a rhyme. Let's dissect and inspect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Come at me, Dr. Seuss. Get at or Doctor Script. You're Doctor oh, Seuss. Yeah. Who cares? Brr, brr. What would you What would you change? I. Hmm. I. It's just got to be a bit more structured. You know, there yeah. needs to be a reason for everything. I want. Another big thing of this is the Cat in the Hat and the Grinch actually don't share share a lot of screen time together. Mm-hmm. They are mostly just talking about each other in rooms, and a thought bubble comes to life. And yeah. Like, like okay, so for an example. The cat is talking to himself, and this is when he calls the Grinch a psychopath and reveals that he's a therapist. And then the Grinch is like, I don't need therapy, basically, in the thought bubble. Yeah. And then, like, takes himself away from the thought bubble. That's not them interacting. Like, the only real interaction we have is in the beginning when the cat in the hat calls him a green face. Yeah, and then the later part where he, like, is hiding, the Grinch is hiding in the closet, and that's, like, two small moments together. Which the the one is like the the, inc- the inciting incident that like makes everything happen, right? But it really isn't that much. Like they don't. He's also he's is it considered Grinching someone just to kind of troll them? <laughs> like is that what it means to be a Grinch? Because I thought being a Grinch was supposed to be you know angry and like making sure everyone's unhappy all the time. Yeah, I think that's what we need to apply to the short. Is like the cat in the hat is always bringing happiness and joy to other people, and the Grinch gets mad about that and then goes out of his way to make the cat's life worse. True. I I think it would be good... There doesn't need to be, like, a specific timeline because this is, like, a kid's show. Right, right. But does this take place before How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Does it take place mm. after? Because my fix, it would be... This takes place, like, just after. Like, it's the springtime after Christmas, and he's like learned his lesson, and that's why he's so happy, because he's a good guy now. And he, uh, his reflection is still like, you know, trying to get him to be bad. But he's like, no, 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 I can do it. I'll be, I'll be good. And it's the interaction with the cat where the cat leaves his car in the middle of the road. Uh, like a couple things happened to him before that, but the cat is the last straw. And so right. that's like the the breaking point where he's like, you know what? I can't be good anymore. And okay. 
they uh and so he he still can do all the cool stuff like the psychedelic you know take away the voice black out the the sun or whatever but then the cat could still and they would have what maybe like one more scene together where they're in the room together and the cat uh is like out at the restaurant and he he's like does any is anybody here able to help me the grinch is uh is gonna gonna amok again and then cindy lou who from the how the grinch stole christmas shows up and she's like what what's wrong with the grinch and then the two of them like make their plan together okay i i like that a lot actually i do yeah. It, it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense to like have these two characters that we know and supposedly love and don't actually use any of their character traits like or anything that we've learned from them in the past it's right. just the vague idea of a cat in the hat and a grinch which besides the cat in the hat you know also trolling two children in the book that he er- originates from <laughs> what is his personality I guess, like, very upbeat and not realizing that his actions have consequences. Like, he's always just, like, the guy who wants to throw a party but never cleans up the party. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just the fun guy to be around but not, like, get dinner with. <laughs> so he's so the cat had a big metaphor for some of the friends you make in college. Sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what are thing one and thing two? <laughs> thing one and thing two... Like, this isn't meant to disparage anybody specific, but just imagine the cat in the hat is, like, like the fraternity president. And, like, thing one and thing two are, like, the ones who are, like, man, you're so cool. I'll, I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> like, stereotypical frat, not, like, the average one. What, do, what are all the designs and, like, gadgets that you make? Are those all just for, like, keg stands and, like, different uh, No, ways? all the gadgets and stuff that they make are, like, the, the, the themes for parties. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> So the one where it's like, you know, he's like got this big bike with a bike with a unicycle and like a, an umbrella. That one's called uh, 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 um, Umbrellas for Fellas. And all the all the girls who have to come to the party uh, have to bring their umbrellas uh, with them. And uh, you can't open them in the house, though, unless you're riding a unicycle. Oh, God. This is just based on my vague recollection of one image from the cat in the hat. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what I think the cat in the hat is. Uh, yeah, well, okay, back to his character in general. He is the happy, upbeat type of guy, and the Grinch is just like the self-contained mad troll, really. Mm-hmm. And I think if he's just seeing the happiness that the cat in the hat is always going through, I think he gets jealous by that easily. Yeah, I, th- I think if they use these actual personalities that they're supposed to have and, like, play them off of each other rather than just being conveniently what they're what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a lot better. Like it would it might take a little bit more time to, you know, animate something like that and give it more of a story that would actually fully flesh it out, but I don't think that would be much of a bad thing. Right. Mm, I'm trying to think what could the cat in the hat really like have done not to the Grinch but just have done in general to make the Grinch so jealous of him. Yeah. I mean, especially also instead of just making some, a, not a small mistake, leaving your car in the middle of the road is not a small mistake, <laughs> but doing something fairly, fairly innocent. He just went to go have a picnic and the Grinch just got mad at him and the, he was still like, well, Ken Hat was still a nice guy about it, even though he used yeah, the racial epithet. Yeah, but he's like ignorant about how this could be affecting other people. And like, that would be great also at the end of the short, if maybe the Cat in the Hat learned a lesson too, rather than the Grinch having to be the only one to learn. Yeah, like, what if what if Sidney Lou tries to send the cat in the hat 
to the Grinch's place and like sort of upbeat him. Yeah. And be like, yeah, look, uh, everything's fun. Here's thing one, thing two. And he's just like, to- the Grinch is now totally out of his comfort zone. People are touching his stuff and like d- doing the rambunctious stuff. And he just gets mad about it and then tries to one up the cat, I guess, and be like, no, look, this is more fun. Well, he's already learned his lesson well, through the Christmas one. But so no, I mean, he could be. He could have misunderstood the lesson and be trying to compete with him and having fun. Mm-hmm. And so he could be like, no, don't you see when, like, you know, people, not like in pain, but, you know, like when people hurt or like, you know, something happens like this, this is when it's fun. And then the cat would be like, no, 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 fun is what happens when you spend time with your friends and like all that other stuff. And I think having them spend time in the Grinch's house would have actually been better too. Right. So like maybe instead of cut down on maybe one of the, uh, invention sequences and have Cindy Lou tell the cat and had to go to his place. Do they say the Grinch then starts like his own like perk this child up business? Do they go into the same kid's place and try and like Uh no, I don't think so. I think okay. it would I think it would end with I think it would almost end like more subtle and quieter with uh the cat in the hat and the Grinch having like a conversation or, you know, a song or something. That's mm-hmm. like maybe we maybe we have separate personalities, but there's something you know we can learn from each other about. Uh, I can learn about responsibility, and you can learn about uh, how to treat people. Okay, I think Some, that's good. Something like that. Yeah, something around that. Is there anything else you would want to dive into? Not really. I think we've got most everything covered. You know, expand their personalities, give them more scenes together, and really have more of a moral conclusion that fits into their uh, personalities, and of course include Cindy Lou Who. Right. Yes, I, I really do like that in addition to uh, adding Cindy Woohoo. So, Sam. Yes. Do you want to know another fun fact about this Emmy-winning short? I mean, I thought we were already out of fun facts, but if there's more, go ahead. One of the production companies on this film was Marvel Productions. Say it ain't so. Marvel is in comic books and superheroes? Yes, the one that is responsible for the Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and funnily enough, a My Little Pony movie. Wow. Yes, so I want to say we're coming up in the next few years. We're going to have a Grinch movie come out. I think that one's coming out this November. Right, this November. And then I believe Illumination, some other animation production company has a Cat in the Hat movie on the slate. So, let's say both these movies are very big box office successes. What are the odds that you think we could get a new revamp Cat in the Hat versus the Grinch. Now, I'll say two things that are a little contradictory. I think the odds are low, but I think they are higher than most people think that they are. Okay. I think that the the odds are definitely sub 50% that they're going to do a Grinch v. Cat in the Hat. But I don't think it's like a, 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 a relative 0% chance. I think it's actually a pretty high chance, especially if they these two movies are successful and they have similar kind of tones to them Mm -hmm. and they could easily do something similar to what we just talked about. And I think if they did do a revamped Grinch and the cat in the hat, they could take a lot of notes from what we said and kind of expand upon it and make it less of the, uh, the hallucinogenic mess and more of the, the character driven, a study on optimism versus pessimism. Mm, Okay. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. So, when we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. what does the Dr. Seuss Cinematic Universe look like? 
Okay. And how do we do it? So, uh, obviously, the uh, Grinch and the Cat in the Hat are the Iron Man and Captain America of the series. Oh, I can't wait uh, to see Civil War, man. <laughs> the Grinch is the Iron Man of the series, <laughs> uh, and uh, Cat in the Hat is clearly the Captain America. The Captain America, if you oh. will. Uh, and then, you know, if we're really going to dive into some of these characters, uh, I think uh, Horton from Horton Hears a Who is your Thor... Uh, he's got, he's the muscle, you know, he's the, but he's also sensitive and he knows how to take care of people. Okay. Um, and then, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where the Lorax fits into all this. Is he, is he Nick Fury that he's the one who's bringing them all together? Or is he more of the, uh, the, the, the Incredible Hulk or the, the Hawkeye, like the support of the, of the group? I think he's either the Hawkeye or the Nick Fury character because he probably would be in the know for everything like if he's hearing stuff is going down he's like the trees have spoken to me and mm-hmm. they are not pleased yeah i think i think him the lorax being the nick fury like bringing everybody together like the one who knows everything right uh it's probably the the best the best bet there i'm trying to think of other famous doctor who characters that we have you mean dr seuss uh i mean we could bring dr who into no, the sorry. suit if you want <laughs> like i bet david Tennant would love to to be one fish and two fish or three fish. What about Redfish? Nah, that's too much of a sorry, dynamic sorry, sorry. character for him, you know? It, it's too Redfish, hard. Bluefish is not enough. It's, not it's like the Great Gatsby character, you oh, know? You, yes. It's too too much to deal with. You have to be, you have to be a high, high, high up actor to really try and pull that off. Oh, yeah, you have to be a good sport for that. Uh, you know, I think maybe digging really deep into the Dr. Seuss lore mm-hmm. and doing someone like uh, uh, Gerald McBoing Boing, uh, putting him in as kind of the Ant Man esque character. <laughs> Like, really doesn't show up much, but he's a good utility player. Like, really, really, really holds together. Okay. Now, we put all these guys together. Do you think we all go on different Dr. Seuss story adventures with these characters? I think they their solo movies are <laughs> their uh, original incarnations. Right. So there's, like, you know, uh, Horton... No, sorry, Horton Here's a Who's actually the second one. Uh, Horton Lays an Egg is the first one, yes. which I think would be uh, an interesting uh, an interesting story to start off on, where Horton has to take care of this uh, tiny egg, and then maybe from that, we could get the egg hatches and we get a new member of the team, and all of everyone's individual movies come together, and then the Avengers-style event that happens that brings them together in the first place is uh, the Butter Battle oh, from the Butter Battle book. The Butter, wow, man. That. And so from there, you could get everybody's personalities getting in there and picking sides. It's almost like the Civil War as well Ooh. of uh, the Dr. Seuss universe. You could really combine those because some of them think that you should butter your toast one <laughs> side and others think you should butter your toast another side. Oh, man. That, that's just such a hot topic button to now, go on. Now, who know? do you think is uh, on the team of butter side up? Up, I think that's the cat in the hat because he's always up. He's mm-hmm. happy about it. But who know? joins the cat in the hat side on that? Ooh, man, this is device. Um, obviously, the Lorax is mm-hmm. on his side. I would think so too. Um, I think Gerald McBoingboing goes with the Grinch on. Uh, oh, really? You think Gerald McBoingboing's going to go on the on the other side? Yeah, I do. Wow. I think he really sees the other point of view of it and you know, just realizes. I think the battle between uh, those characters, and then obviously Horton is off trying to. They're trying to. 
fix his Ragnarok. Yeah. So he's off on his own. He's actually not in the butter battle. Right. Uh, he but... gets a vision from uh, the egg that opens, and he's like, "Whoa, we need to. We need some. We need to get together. The the guys are. It's gonna fall apart and yeah. everything." I think the in general antagonist should just be one of those people that you. He's always in the dark, and you just see his eyes and make him like. A, you mean the one from the, the the one from the Lorax? No, but a similar type of okay. character. Not that guy specifically. He's that guy's like, you know, the number three guy for this guy. Mm-hmm. He's got big up um, green eyes with yeah. black in the middle, and he's just always, he's like a what's the uh, oh shoot, Doctor Evil? Not Doctor Evil. Uh, Inspector Gadget, Doctor Claw. Oh, Doctor Claw, like Dr. yeah. Claw. So you never yeah. actually see him, but you get like his eyes and like kind of his surroundings. Yeah, he's always like, "All right, we must start this hot debate about the butter. <laughs> we must separate the sources. <laughs> we must challenge them, make them fight one another." Yes, I I really think that could uh, coalesce into something something great. Yeah, exactly. And okay, what's so that's phase one. Mm-hmm. Phase two. Are we talking about uh, the snitches? Or? In, in phase two, I think we we take some of the the villains or the other characters from the individual books and really make them something else. So, like the Ultron of this, I think would be the Onesler from the Lorax. Okay. So he's trying to like cut down the trees, like end the forest, like he's basically trying to end the world in that sense. And the Lorax is like, "This is the real reason I brought you all together. I knew this would happen one day." And so they they would come together for that. Um, that's when you get Horton Here's a Who after he hatches the egg, right. which is kind of the Thor of the Dark World of yeah. the series. Yeah. Not as good, but still does the job. The kangaroo character is just such cut and paste, you know? It's yeah. just like, eh. Oh, and that's the Loki character. So the kangaroo <laughs> is this right-hand person to the, uh, the Onesler. So what is the Whoville? Like, wh- what world is that, you know? Is that... Yeah. The, Whoville? Yeah. Whoville's New York City, you know, where everybody all is always... Somehow every superhero is in... Whoville. Okay. So every it always happens character, to Whoville. Yes. It's like, ah. Exactly. Uh, and then, uh, honestly, phase three uh, will be, a, you know, similar to how Marvel is with a few of the side characters that we don't really know right now coming up and actually being more popular than we expect. Okay. Uh, and my re- my thoughts on it, the Infinity War of, like, big conclusion is, uh, oh, the places you'll go. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> because the real, the real villain of the series is time passing and growing up. Oh, God. We're just on the same page right now, man. We're so in sync. We're going to get so existential <laughs> up, in, up in this multi-billion dollar franchise. Oh, yes. Dude, I mean, exactly. Like, Infinity Wars will have nothing on the Dark Universe, no. you know? Yes. Oh, man. I, I think... Man, I might have to cut this out because, you know... This is too good. Definitely a billion they're, dollar idea. They're they're gonna steal this, and you know what? That's okay. Just give us a little special thanks to the credit. Be like, hey, <laughs> Doctor Script, you did a good thing today. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, is there anything else you want to talk about specifically with Grinch V Hat? I think I'm good on Grinch V Hat. I do think it's a possibility of we actually getting a very like revamp of this in the future i'll say like maybe four or five years from now after the cat in the hat comes out and the grinch comes out this november mm-hmm. i i think it's a fun idea and like i said our dr seuss mcu is like it's a thing it's already it has it's a marvel production it's canon it, it has it to is be canon you know uh disney will probably buy it out though let's be honest yes uh but overall yeah those are our ideas on that do you have anything else you want to contribute uh, not really. Uh, I mean, you know, just 
thank you, Dr. Seuss, for all the love and memories. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, some of us loved you. Some of us were terrified of you. Uh, I, I'm going to be completely honest. When I was a kid, Dr. Seuss freaked me out. Like, that, that I was very scared at all that. Well, hey, don't worry, because the Seuss MCU... The MC, the MSUSU, if you will, <laughs> will fix all that. No more, no need to be feared. Oh, this is true. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and iTunes. Uh, if you can leave a five star and a comment, that make it would mean a lot for us. Um, thanks for listening, as always, and we will be with. We'll be back with another episode. So take it easy. Jail, big boy, boy, forever. Forever.